Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, AudioMac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. If you have labeled your relationship toxic, please understand that you are also infected with that toxicity. It's not just your partner, it's you too. Because you have to be contaminated in order to stay in it. Can't point the finger on that. And you get no empathy for being in a toxic relationship. You don't get any honor, no no medals, no banner, no parade. That's something you chose. You're not a victim, you're not an underdog, you're not a martyr. Get over yourselves. If you're in one of these relationships, you've gone to counseling and it didn't work, you need to get away from each other if you want to survive it and not deal with the stigma associated with a toxic relationship. See, let me tell you what happens with those relationships sometimes. They become volatile. They get to a point where they become violent. Cops are called. And usually what happens, whoever gets hauled off to jail, they will feel as though they were betrayed, not by that partner that acted out, new, but by the people who call 911. You see, the level of dysfunction escalates in these situations. They get to a point where even though the partner did something wrong, like maybe lay hands on them or punch toes in the wall, usually statistically men wind up getting hauled away more than women. She is upset and blaming the neighbors for calling 911 because if he was working, they would not be short on their rent. So they're shifting the blame, of course, to the people that did the right thing because they didn't protect them doing the wrong thing. Now, here's the other aspect of this. Even if that person got out of lockup, went to anger management or whatever, they become defensive. So throughout that period of time, they might go on social media and complain about how she's been abused and all the bullshit she's put up with for years. And the minute someone agrees with her, she's ready to go to battle. The minute someone uh, talks about him negatively, she's ready to go to battle. So what you have is this cognitive dissonance. And this is how people are marginalized and not taken seriously. This is the reason why a lot of you ladies wind up just getting dick or dicking a baby, and that's all. Because the guy already sees through you. You may not think he does, but he does. And he's like, you know what? I'm not going to hang around for the end of this movie. I'm going to go get my popcorn, watch the opening credits, 
and then get out right after I bust that nut. That's the way some guys look at you with that type of disposition. Now, the other thing too with these relationships, you may find it entertaining to be in a dramatic relationship where you're trauma bound and you're up and down all the time. And some of you may have the endurance for it. But remember one thing, that volatility, don't try to level that shit out as you get older. Because you're going to be so accustomed to it that it's going to be a missing component of your relationship. Unless the two of you go to therapy and gradually decelerate. If not, yeah, you're going to be dealing with that. Now, the other thing we have to look at is this. We get in these relationships sometimes to combat loneliness. And sometimes we don't necessarily need a person around us 24-7. But yet, you don't want to fall on that guilt trip of, for instance, you ladies, being with a guy and only giving him pussy. Because then you start feeling cheap wanted. You kind of want that middle ground where you can still fuck and be friends, fuck and still have respectability. Okay. Nothing's wrong with that. But here's the thing also. It's unfair for some of you to think that, okay, don't have feelings for me, but I may have feelings for another guy if he comes along. And if so, I'm going to go with him. But I still want to come back and screw you until it's safe to screw him. That's the way some of these ladies think. With this friends with benefits situation. But they don't want you to get serious with them. Keep remembering that, guys. Until she fails with the other guy. Now, feelings hurt, you name it. She didn't see you as relationship worthy at first. She reaches for something that she didn't get. She wants the monkey branch back to you. She wants to have the sex and everything. Then she may start getting mushy, wanting to start the relationship, have the commitment. This is something you're going to have to watch and really look at. If she was that easy for her to put you in the friend zone, or she's still screwing you because. Don't forget, friends with benefits, you're in the friend zone. You're not special. You're just a friend that she chose to fuck. And the only benefit you're getting out of there is the pussy, because she puts that as a benefit to you. Because, see, women actually believe that, a lot of them do, some don't, that their vagina is a gift, that sex is a gift. You know, it's interesting, if you've traveled, fellas, how women treat it differently. Some women look at it as a need just like a man. Others look at it like they're ordaining you to go forth in life with something special. It's kind of interesting how that perception prevails. Now, here's the thing, though. And by the way, don't ever put a woman on a pedestal for a pussy. Every woman has one. Well, at least the majority of them. There are a few that were born without them. 
but majority of them have one. So, don't ever think that there's a shortage of women with those, okay? <laughs> Trust me, it's not that special. Because you got to remember, they value themselves for that. And they devalue the penis. Now, here's the, the thing that's different. If it was an it was an opposite spectrum, where you had all of these women and very few men, then you become valued. And in certain places throughout the world, that's the case. Just for you to think about. Now, here's the thing also. Usually it's going to be the women that's going to come up with the idea of a friends with benefits situation more so than a guy because she wants to set the narrative as to where the relationship's going to go so with that let's look at what she's telling you're her friend true enough the benefit will be having sex going out to different places and things like that now during this time she doesn't want to be exclusive and the reason why she doesn't want to be exclusive is because she doesn't want to miss out on the opportunity of meeting a guy that's better than you. Let's put it where it is. You're not the destination. You're the journey. Now, the thing is that this other guy winds up being a destination. Take for instance, he has the lifestyle she's looking for. Um, he has the connections. He has everything that she's looking for. Well, the only reason why she's with you is because you're a friendly dick. She's probably going to experiment with you sexually, do all this freaky shit with you, because guess what? Eventually, if things work out with her new man, she's going to come in there and try to wow him with that. In other words, you're the practice squad. He's the game day team. Now, She's not going to sleep with him initially because, see, you already know her too well. You've already between her legs. You've done everything with her. So you're more of a threat. And see, that's what you have to realize. When women tell you that she knows you too well, the reason why she's telling you, I'm talking about knows you too well before she could even think about dating you, it's because of the fact that you know her weaknesses, you know her modem operandi, you know everything. But she's going to reverse it and say she knows you too well. No, the fact of the matter is you know her too well. You know the truth. What she's looking for is someone who doesn't know this yet. That's the reason why she's going out to get the new guy. So the new guy is happy because the very thing that she's presenting to him is old hat to you as a guy that was the friend with benefit. Now, here's what a lot of women leverage against a man. He's gonna keep his mouth shut because he's gonna want more pussy. Now, the thing is, that's true, and that's the reason why she doesn't want you to get into your feelings, because her goal eventually is to get with this new guy. Have you temporarily, as a dick on the side, until they start sleeping together and she realizes that, yeah, he could fulfill her. She likes it. Um, he's okay in the bedroom. When that starts to happen, 
that's when she's going to start turning the key with you and say, hey, you know what, it was nice. And she's going to move on with him. Now, the reason why she would be doing something like this is because she doesn't want to blow it with the new guy. Now, if she likes a new guy and the guy's providing her a lifestyle, she may say, well, you know what, I'll go and still have sex with this new guy but for his enjoyment. But for my enjoyment, I'm going to keep this guy and make him a 12 o'clock guy. So he's going to be the guy that she's going to creep over and get some dick from on the weekends or wherever she can get away from her man. Now, some women will do that. But the one thing to keep in mind, fellas, if nothing else, keep in mind that a lot of these women who pull this kind of stuff, they're not being straight up with you. And it's not worth hanging around and getting emotionally involved with them. They're not worth the effort. They really aren't. Because the only thing they're looking out for is their own best interest. So, it's not a promotion when a woman tells you you're friends with benefits. The only thing that means is that the benefit is to her because she's fucking you because she didn't want to fuck a whole bunch of guys. She didn't want to give them the wrong impression. She wants to take one guy to the side and say, hey, we're not going to be committed. We're going to have casual sex. We're going to do our thing. Don't get emotionally involved with me because I'm still looking for somebody that's better than you. That's what they would like to tell you, but they don't know how to tell you that because they're so sensitive about hurting people's feelings. And plus, they don't want you to go away. Now, she even may ask for exclusivity. So, you know, if we're friends with benefits, um, I don't want you sleeping with someone else, even though she may not apply that rule to herself. Because after all, she wants things at her advantage. And the way she looks at it is, well, you tried to talk to me, and I wasn't really trying to be into you, but since you've done this, I'm going to ordain you as a friend with benefits. So in that way, you'll take care of my needs, consort. Meanwhile, as you take care of my needs, I'm going to pursue someone that's more reputable than you. This is what they wouldn't tell you, but this is what they do. Now, here's the other aspect of this. Once they decide that they want to be with that other person, what starts to happen then is they may start critiquing that other person to you. Now, please understand that some will actually vent to you about the shortcomings of that other person that they put you on hold for them to go be with. Don't become the girlfriend with the penis. If she's going to start doing that, just say, look, every time we talk about him, we got to fuck. That'll stop that very quickly. Because she's already lightened up on sex with you, even if she's stopped with you already. So don't put yourself in that predicament. 
always keep yourself lucid and always if she's asking for an exclusive relationship ask her what the status of the relationship is currently if she says friends with benefits that's not good enough for you to be exclusive uh, she's going to have to make a commitment because see when she says exclusive <laughs> that means she only wants you screwing her but she may choose to be with this other guy but even though she's not screwing him yet she wants you to hang around until she decides to if things will work out with this other guy now fellas the other thing you have to keep in mind and a lot of guys you know you sleep around with a whole bunch of women the other thing you have to keep keep in mind is this please think about your life if you were to get one of these women pregnant what would it be like what would you be working with yeah, I know sometimes you're going to sleep with that one. You know that one I'm talking about? That one that you're praying that you don't ever get pregnant. I always tell you, you better get that red pack Trojan with that white powder in it. You know the one with that thick-ass foam? I mean, rubber? Yeah. You might want to double hold that fuck and put two of them on there, cut off your circulation. Because you know damn well, and you know the kind of woman I'm talking about, fellas. You fuck around to get that woman pregnant, you know, you know life is over as we know it. And you want to take that chance with her. But you got to be very careful, because you fuck around to get her pregnant, your life is altered forever. Not for a day, not for a year, not for a month. Forever, ever, my darling, ever you be alone. It's probably never be alone. But anyway, or when if I probably sue me for that. But anyway, that's the way it goes. And that's what we have to think about. Because their friends will benefit shit. Look, it's designed by women. They came up with that. Now, but I'll talk more in just a moment. I'm 61, and why are these old-ass women trying to play hard to get? Most are scared shitless of getting old. Others are fucked up on homeopathy. Then you've got the goddamn cat ladies or those others hooked on anthropomorphism. My dog has his own house in the backyard. No, I don't want to play with your grandkids and go to Disneyland. I have no interest getting on the tour bus and being hauled around like cattle. I want a woman that shaves her armpits and pussy and plucks those fucking gray whiskers. It should not be a goddamn NASA project to have sex. I'm not rubbing you down with witch hazel or strapping you up with icy hot patches. And I'm also not kissing your asses because you put on a mini skirt and try to walk around like you're in your 20s. This is why older men like myself wind up with younger women. They are too tired, but not tired enough to go hiking in 100 degrees weather, or are seeking a companion to basically go shopping and traveling with. What I want to know is where are the women in my age group that may want to have a relationship and fuck, in 
tell these women to lay off the Viagra jokes because even though I don't want to be with the younger woman, it looks like that's where I'm headed. I would actually prefer being with the woman in my age group, but I've been talking to this 27-year-old and sparks are flying right now. I didn't want to have to go through the headache of explaining to the family my daughters in particular about her. I'm not into the yoga or those women that try to hide behind inspirational quotes. I think it is all bullshit. Quit trying to self-medicate and take your ass to a therapist. It is not the 1950s and I'm not going to go back in time for nostalgia. I know what you're thinking. This girl is a gold digger. You would be absolutely wrong to think that because I'm on social security and she makes way more than I do. I guess I will just have to get used to being with the younger woman. Jiao-san, thanks for letting me rant. Good morning, everyone. Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. Hope everyone's doing well. All right. It's kind of interesting. I was um, talking to a friend yesterday, and um, she was telling me how difficult it was in order to find someone in her life, as many people have throughout the past. Some people go with the philosophy of let love find you. Others go with the philosophy of they're going to pursue love because they want to get the love they want. They want to get the person they want, the type of situation they want. They want it all on their terms. Then you have others that are pretty much just putting everything to fate. God is going to choose my man or my woman. And I just go along and live life until that moment comes. And whoever comes into my life, I accept them as my partner. And that's going to be my lifelong partner. Others may feel as though they need someone to complete them. I personally find people that have that philosophy really don't have much confidence in themselves as far as going forward in life. And so... They're kind of in that same state as the hopeless romantic. That individual that does not feel as though they found something in another person that's going to make them whole. The hopeless romantic usually rambles through different relationships. Um, they may have a good relationship, but they wouldn't know a good one from a bad one because they're on a quest many times delusional to find the ideal person that they seek in life. Now, as we were talking yesterday, she has a girlfriend that is running into the same problem. This lady is about 35 years old. She's politically, politically liberal and socially conservative. And they have a conflict a lot when they have conversations. Now, she has the same conflict when it comes to men in the sense that she will say something that doesn't measure up on the social side. She'll say something politically that doesn't measure up on the social side. She'll say something to the effect of they need to have more social programs for the homeless. However, 
they should not be living in certain neighborhoods. And so when asked, well, where should they be? She said, oh, they should be in prison. So you have that kind of mindset and you see this duality in thinking. And what happens when people run into this is cognitive dissonance. They don't bother going forward. They just say, hey, you know what? This is too much work. GMW, too much work to deal with. Now, I agree wholeheartedly with the philosophy of the path of least resistance when it comes down to a relationship. And the reason being is that being out there over the years in relationships, dating 30 plus years, what I found was that many of the people that I put effort into, they weren't worth it. They were not worth it. I mean, they were good people, but it was too much effort put in to trying to get along with someone. It was much easier to find someone that was easier to get along with. I don't mean easier to sleep with. I mean easier to coexist with. And then once I raised my barrel a little bit on some of their tra trajectory, yeah, can't get it out, trajectory of my dating habits, I began to realize that I became more successful at it. Because when I first started dating, it was all about, oh, everybody should have a free opportunity. I was like the United States, you know, bring me your weak, your downtrodden, your so-and-so and so-and-so. -and -so, thinking that, eh, you know, I could work with anybody. Any relationship will eventually evolve into a solid one. Well, just like many of you, you learn things in life. And I did very early in life. And I realized that's not the path to go down. You should require them to do some work on themselves first before you actually get involved. You gotta meet you halfway. But a lot of times what we do, we get so enamored in what we want out of a person until we get to a point where we'll just start accepting anything, any situation, in the name of wanting that person. Now, this is the reason why I don't chase women. It's not an ego, it's not narcissism, it's not trying to prove a point that I'm macho or anything like that. When it comes down to, after a while, it's not worth putting in the effort certain people and you know one thing I learned throughout the years the longer a person is in a static relationship for an extended period of time you may find it more difficult to deal with it's much easier dealing with someone that has more of a diverse background in dating or relationships the reason being I found that they are a little bit more attuned to different personalities instead of this draconian style of, oh no, you got to fit in within the borders of my thinking only. 
You know, I always told you about, you know, my way or the highway. You don't need those people in your lives. And the reason why I say this specifically, because of the fact that they're going to limit you in many other ways. And before you know it, you're not going to be yourself because you're going to comport yourself so much to that person's liking. The next thing they're going to do is to try to influence you into their way of thinking. This is how most people get worn out in relationships. This is one of the reasons why people get tired of them. Because they go out for what they want in that person. They're willing to comport themselves and put themselves in every kind of configuration possible to please and appease that person. And they realize later on that they get very little nourishment, emotional nourishment, out of the relationship. A lot of you ladies write in about the same issue, especially those of you over 50. And you complain about the men in that way, and then the ladies think that it's all about the man. It's all his fault. Now, I'm not going through that. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And some of the guys think that it's your fault, ladies. The fact of the matter is, many of you that meet up have been in very, very long relationships and marriages. So you, let's face one thing. If you've been in a marriage or a relationship for a very long time, you're an expert in your marriage and relationship. The thing you lack is diversity. That's a weakness. All you know is what you had. And what you had was one person in your life in many cases. So you know that person very well. You know some of the situations you dealt with that person very well. But outside of that bubble, there's a whole world. So you get out of the marriage, you get divorced. Unfortunately, you lose your loved one or something of that sort. And then you're now looking for someone that's gonna fall in line just like your partner did. Well, guess what? Welcome to the real world. In your head, your fantasy, and your delusion that worked in that particular world. You're dealing with a whole different ball game. You know, it's just like coming out of the military where you're in that one world and then going back to civilian life where you're in another. Two totally different dynamics. And it's the same way when it comes down to the relationship dynamic. Now, she and I talked for about an hour. I invited her to come on the show. And she didn't want to come on the show because she has a wordle in her voice. Something you get when you get older. And so she's embarrassed by that. Now, the other thing that I was trying to tell her was that she had been in a long relationship, very long relationship. She was married for over 35 years. And throughout those 35 years, she wanted this man so badly in the beginning that he got comfortable criticizing her 
for things that naturally happens to people such as aging, as he aged as well. But he left her with an inferiority complex. And I explained this to her. I said, why are you letting him have that much control over you, not wanting to come on the show because you have a wordle in your voice? She says, I just don't want to. He was right. And so basically she dealt with Stockholm syndrome in that relationship. Well, when he divorced the poor younger woman, she felt betrayed, lost. And felt as though he had done the worst thing in the world. Not took away just her love for him, but took away her identity. Her very being. Now, ladies, before you start, you know, hopping on the bandwagon about, yep, that's that's men. They're women that do the same thing. Had a few emails over the years from guys dealing with women who had done that to them. You see, sometimes you don't understand the risk that you're exposing yourself to, especially when you're young. When you're young and you get into a relationship, you have a different perspective. By the time you're 10 years in, you have a familiarity. By the time you're 20 years in, you have knowledge. By the time you're 30 years in, you have apathy a lot of times. Now, this is not always the case. Some people actually flourish. It actually goes the opposite way, where they actually grow. However, what she has done in order to shield herself from the reality of facing this world outside of being in that vacuum, she wants happy talk, spiritual quotes, only positive conversations. And she got on me yesterday about, you know, your shows need to be more positive and you have more listeners. Maybe you should put God in it. I said, no, it's not a religious show. It never will be. Well, this is the reason why you're not getting a lot of listeners. I said, well, since you magically know how many listeners I have, uh, it does no good for me to really uh, look at the marketing reports I get and looking at the data and the analytics I get off the show. They said, well, what do you mean by that? I said, you know, Everybody in my audience is not a Christian. I have atheists, I have Buddhists, I have Taoists. I have people that are Muslim, Jewish. I have people that are into other things, spiritual. I said, so if I did that, I would actually cut into my audience which wouldn't be fair to them, nor fair to me. And so she was like, well, you know, it's just my opinion. I said, no, that's just your experience. I said, if I just based the show only on my experiences, I wouldn't have these people leaving messages. I wouldn't have them sending me email in regards to their perspective, their experiences. It would be all about me, but it's not about them, it's about the listeners. 
See, that's the problem with centric thinking. You're always trying to convert somebody to the way you believe and think. And unfortunately for her, I see her going down the road, and I told her about this in particular. I told her about the fact that, um, you know, you're gaslighting yourself with a lot of this stuff. There's a balance. See, people don't like to acknowledge the negative side of a relationship. They don't like to acknowledge the problematic side because they're sold on the initial surface dating of a relationship. And they want that to permeate the whole relationship. It doesn't. Because you have a lot of decisions to make in a relationship. Because what is the usual go-to for people? They want to go back to where they started from. This is the reason why a lot of people cheat that are in relationships. They want to get back to that starting point. That breaking the ice, that fresh perspective, that nuance that they can go in and they can just kind of do over again. Not so much. We're going to talk more in a moment. Guess what? Some of you are in relationships where you cannot express yourselves. You cannot speak your mind. Now, don't get it twisted. When I talked about comporting yourself to the environment in order to be suitable, that's different from being controlled. Because this is what happens. Michelle, I appreciate your email from Lincoln, Nebraska, because you hit it right on the head. Michelle was in a five-year relationship. She's 29 now, just got out of it. And the problem she had throughout that relationship was she couldn't speak her mind. Her man basically told her how to think, told her how to believe, told her how to vote. But yet he would emote and tell her everything. And then... It came down to a situation where she wanted to talk to him about things that she was experiencing. And it was too much information. Why should I know this? This is ridiculous. And see, a lot of people don't realize that that's very offensive. And so, that's me why I tell you ladies, when, you, when a man is giving you TMI, as you think of it, or fellas, if a woman's giving you TMI, she's going on. There's some things in there that you may listen to that may benefit you in the future. Just telling you that. Now, with this situation, Michelle broke up with him a year ago. And now he's coming back, saying that he's healed his wicked ways. And she noticed that they met recently and he went back to that same tendency and she warned him about that and he ignored 
And I tried to explain to her, old dogs don't learn new tricks sometimes. This is the reason why I don't put forth much effort in relationships with women my age group or older. And the reason why is because the odds already stacked against me. Not because I'm a victim or anything, but because they have got things to deal with. And some of them have done various stages of work on themselves. But here's the issue. A lot of them got in relationships very young in life. They sacrificed a lot. And now they're just at the point where they can live the way they want to live. I'm sorry, canning pickles and shit like that doesn't interest me. And yet, I don't necessarily have to go out and get on a plane to go every goddamn place on the earth. Oh yeah, you people write in about shit like this all the time. Some of you guys. You're tired of dating a woman that's old and got all of these goddamn ailments and got to take a pill for every fucking thing on the planet. Some of you ladies complain about the same thing. Complain about how you can't get his dick hard. And yet, some of you want to go out there and have an affair. Some of you do, some of you don't. Well, if his dick too soft for you and it can't work out, leave him. If that's such a big thing for you. Instead of bellyache and complaining. Because I'm telling you, I am not the customer service department for relationships or romance. Never wanted to be, never will be. It's a crazy situation. And in many ways it's sad. In many ways it is a sad deal. Now, the interesting thing about this situation with Michelle, I'm not reading her email because it's too long, but it was good. He only prioritized the things that he wants to talk about. Oh, he would cut her off. She'd never get a word in. Folks, you don't have to take that shit in a relationship. That's disrespect as well. You know, it was hilarious. Um, I used to work with a guy that used to uh, talk a lot in the workplace. And his wife would come in every once in a while, drop him off lunch. And she'd go, yeah, you got to excuse my husband. He talks a lot, et cetera, et cetera. Well, one day he didn't come to work. Wife called, left a message with the manager. The manager let us know we all had to go to the hospital, kind of like to cheer him on. On his way to work that morning, he got involved in a car accident. 
Now, usually he would drive his own car to work. But on this particular day, he hitched a ride with a neighbor and groups of neighbors that had the uh, little carpool thing going. But it wasn't something that was organized. It's basically people lived in the same neighborhood and they decided to drop everybody off to work. Being that this guy that was driving was running late, he had an accident. And unfortunately, one of my coworkers got injured. Well, what happened? What did the hospital was seeing? He had tubes and everything, lungs had collapsed, he had a whole bunch of problems. And his wife, I never forget when she said that, she just wanted him to crack a joke just to say something. Well, eventually, he came out of the coma. He was never the same. He never came back to work with us. He was a good worker. Talked a lot, was funny, but he was a very good worker. He, he was very, he was the kind of guy that you didn't have to worry about him doing his job. You didn't have to go back and double check. He was very vigilant about what he did and he was very efficient. address a few things here and you know damn well I'm going to talk about it <laughs> I might as well we're going to talk about the Alabama situation oh you know the one I'm talking about the toddler on the road you know that would be the good title of a I hate to say it, a horror movie. You know, I think like that. A toddler vampire. There you go. Person pulls over. What's wrong, little boy? Ha! The only thing is, he'd be a grown man in an infant's body, just like um, the movie The Orphan. Where they thought this girl was a certain age, and she was a full-grown woman, and she had a disorder in her growth. Y'all check it out. It was kind of a weird movie. Well, I'm just saying the title alone, the title by the road. That sounds like some kind of horror movie for your ass, baby serial killer. All right, in all seriousness, there was no toddler found. No toddler reported missing. And let's recap. All right, according to sources, apparently this young lady had uh, caught her man cheating or had knowledge of him cheating with the stripper. And so there had to be a revenge play. She had to make him feel her pain. 
You made a 911 call, which I heard. I'm not convinced, wasn't convinced the first time I heard it. And it's not about the inflections in her voice that she doesn't have. It's not about any of that. It was just that it sounded like somebody bored calling 911. That's what it, it there was no momentum, no nothing. Now 911 operator, bless her heart, she did the best she could. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.